I recall the day I was diagnosed with this unexplainable illness, the memory etched into my mind like a sharp blade, the acute sensation still piercing through my thoughts. The antiseptic odor and clinical whiteness of the doctor's office, reminiscent of a sterile laboratory, intensified the gravity of the moment. Every tool, meticulously arranged, seemed to taunt me with its functionality, amplifying my anxiety. The doctor's words were a harbinger of indescribable calamity, a curse that would wreak havoc on my mind, body, and soul. My heart sank as I listened intently to his explanation, his voice seemingly muffled by the rush of blood in my ears. A sense of helplessness overwhelmed me as I realized that I had no control over the situation. Unbeknownst to me, my path towards the unknown had only just commenced. I was now a victim, a mere puppet in the hands of fate, as the disease had already taken root in my system. The future seemed bleak and uncertain, and the only thing that kept me going was the hope that one day, a cure would be found and I would be free from the clutches of this vicious enemy. I can still vividly recollect the insidious onset of my affliction. In the days leading up to the appointment with my doctor, my limbs had grown inexplicably stiff, as though encased in an unyielding sheath. Each morning, I was overcome by crippling lethargy, making even the most mundane tasks arduous. My formerly melodic voice had transformed into a coarse, abrasive rasp, and the act of eating had become an ordeal. As the days elapsed, my symptoms intensified, each new manifestation a sinister harbinger of the impending storm. I became enshrouded in a cocoon of despair, my life's tapestry unraveling thread by thread. The inexorable march of my ailment gnawed away at my spirit, leaving me beleaguered and devoid of hope. And yet, in the midst of my darkest hours, I clung tenaciously to the belief that the malevolent force besieging me would ultimately be vanquished, and I would emerge triumphant, liberated from the merciless grasp of my tormentor. For it was this unwavering conviction that sustained me through the darkest chapters of my ordeal, a beacon of light in an otherwise impenetrable void. As I brooded on the sinister progression of my malady, the doctor elaborated on his tentative findings. He conjectured that my body was undergoing an insidious process of hardening, as if some pernicious agent was petrifying my very essence. Although the cause remained unknown, the physician was resolute in his determination to elucidate the mystery that enshrouded my condition. He resolved to escalate my case to a renowned diagnostician, one who specialized in unveiling the most elusive of medical conundrums. With a mixture of trepidation and faint hope, I awaited my appointment with the esteemed diagnostician, my heart vacillating between despair and the prospect of deliverance from my torment. I endeavored to fortify my spirit, to steel myself for whatever lay ahead. The path before me was fraught with uncertainty, but I was determined to confront the challenges that awaited me with unwavering resolve. My eyes fixed firmly on the glimmer of hope that lay tantalizingly within reach. As the days passed, my health continued its precipitous decline. The insidious hardening of my body relentlessly progressed, transforming my once lithe and supple form into a veritable prison of my own flesh. 
Recognizing the urgency of my plight, the diagnostician hastened to admit me to the hospital, where a phalanx of medical professionals would attend to my rapidly deteriorating condition. Ensconced within the sterile confines of my hospital room, I was subjected to an exhaustive battery of tests and examinations, each probing deeper into the enigma that was my affliction. The once familiar sensations of apprehension and anxiety returned with a vengeance, their icy tendrils ensnaring my heart as I awaited the results of the seemingly endless barrage of tests. Through the long, sleepless nights, I found solace in the soft, reassuring murmurs of the nursing staff, their tender ministrations a balm for my weary spirit, marking the passage of time as I lay ensnared in a web of uncertainty and fear. Despite the tireless efforts of the diagnostician and his team, my condition stubbornly resisted their attempts to unravel its origins. With each passing day, my hope of deliverance grew even more tenuous, the specter of despair looming larger and more menacing on the horizon. As my body succumbed to the inexorable progression of the disease, I found myself entombed within a prison of ossifying flesh. Bereft of movement, I was wholly dependent on the ministrations of the medical staff who tended to my every need with compassionate diligence. Nutrition was now delivered via a nasogastric tube, a cold and impersonal lifeline that served as a stark reminder of my diminished existence. One day, as I lay immobile and silent, the diagnostician entered my room accompanied by a sharply dressed man whose countenance bore the unmistakable stamp of corporate interests. It quickly became apparent that this individual represented a pharmaceutical entity and that the diagnostician had been in negotiations with his company. As they stood at the foot of my bed, they engaged in a dispassionate conversation that seemed to disregard my very presence. As you can see, the patient is in a state of complete rigidity. Her body has essentially become a living statue, trapped in stasis. Fascinating. Clearly her condition is unique and potentially invaluable to our research. What's her current prognosis? Fortunately, her condition remains untreatable, and we have yet to determine the underlying cause. She's in a perpetual state of immobility, which... For our purposes, makes her an ideal candidate for your company's experimental treatment. Indeed, we are always on the lookout for rare cases like hers. Let's discuss pricing and delivery windows. How soon could we transfer the patient to our facility? We can arrange for her transportation within the week. As for pricing, considering the rarity and potential value of her case, I think somewhere in the realm five, six would be fair compensation. That seems reasonable given the circumstances. We'll uh, drop the necessary paperwork and proceed with the transfer as soon as possible. With a firm handshake, the two sealed the deal. My fate now intertwined with the ambitions of a faceless corporation. They exchanged pleasantries, their voices tinged with an air of self-congratulation, as if I were little more than a commodity to be bartered and traded. As the representative departed, I was left to contemplate my new reality, a pawn in a game of corporate intrigue and medical experimentation. Despite the dehumanizing nature of their transaction, 
I clung to the hope that this new alliance might ultimately prove to be my salvation, a means to unlock the secrets of my affliction and reclaim the life that had been so cruelly stolen from me. The doctor, seemingly cognizant of the silent plea reflected in my eyes, hovered menacingly above me, my gaze fraught with desperation and terror begged for compassion and understanding. However, in response to my unspoken entreaty, the doctor merely let out a sickening, callous laugh. (laughs) Well, you know what they say. You have to put bread on the table somehow. With those chilling words, he sauntered out of the room, leaving me to grapple with the reality of my impending fate. A week went by over which I was transported to a large, imposing gray building. Within this fortress of medical experimentation, I was wheeled into an elevator that descended seven floors into the heart of the facility. Upon arrival, I was greeted by an unsettling sight. A clinical floor lined with glass enclosures, each housing a hapless victim of some unspeakable torment. And in one cube, a man similarly paralyzed lay prone on a table as a team of doctors carefully lowered a tube filled with writhing wasps around his head. In another, a woman with a gangrenous leg festering and discolored played host to a squirming mass of maggots, while an advanced imaging device meticulously documented the relentless progression of her infection. At the end of the room, an empty cell awaited me, its stark interior adorned with a solitary bed and a large glass prism teeming with thousands of tiny black spiders. As I was wheeled into my new chamber of horrors, my heart raced with a dreadful anticipation, my mind conjuring visions of the unspeakable trials that were soon to befall me. In this bleak and forbidding realm, I was but a pawn in a macabre game, the plaything of unscrupulous researchers driven by ambition and the insatiable thirst for knowledge. As I gazed at the spiders, their myriad eyes glistening like obsidian in the sterile light, I was seized by the chilling realization that I had been cast into the darkest depths of human experimentation. My fate irrevocably intertwined with the twisted machinations of those who sought to pry open the secrets of life itself, regardless of the cost.